clearly off topic. Two friends, one unique conversation. Driven to learn, inspire, create, and understand the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just trying to be good humans and make the world a better place. How hard could it be? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Clearly Off Topic. I'm Juliet. And I'm Lindsay. And... Today, we're going to start off the podcast with what we're grateful for. Yeah, and we're going to try to do this every episode now because gratefulness is a huge part in our daily practices, Mm -hmm. and we want to share what we're grateful for with you so that hopefully you can start a gratefulness journal just like we both have and, you know, be able to bring that positivity into your whole day and life and beyond, you know? And yeah, and you have to be reminded to be grateful. Yeah. You know, you, if you're having a bad day, someone needs to be like, oh, it's okay, because X, Y, Z. So we're your daily reminder or weekly reminder <laughs> that there are things in this world to be grateful for no matter what. Yes. So Juliet, what are you grateful for today? So this one hit me and I was really excited on my <laughs> drive home today. Um, so, of course, there's a backstory to all my stories. Uh, Lindsay and a story to the story. <laughs> Lindsay and I were at this place and we got this little thing that on one side has chapstick and one side has sunscreen. <laughs> okay. Now let me explain what this looks like. It is just a small tube about three inches long and maybe a half inch thick and it's purple. And, and on one side is one thing and the other side is another thing. There's no directions to which is which. They both smell and taste the same. So I really have no idea if I'm putting on sunscreen or chapstick all over my face or on my lips. And no when idea. we got those, Juliet actually immediately put the sunscreen on her lips and was like, I'm pretty sure I just put sunscreen on my lips. I'm like, well, yeah, one side's sunscreen and one side is chapstick. And she's like, well, I used the wrong one. So now I taste like sunblock. Now they're both because I tested it because I was driving and I was like, ooh, I don't know which side is which. I'm going to test it and like eat it. So I put it on my lips and I was like, okay, that's definitely sunscreen. Wiped off. Put the other one on. I was like, that's also sunscreen. So I have no idea. <laughs> but it clicked and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so thankful and grateful that sunscreen exists. How cool is that? It's like I'm, a superpower. It is. It's like, it's like you know that invisible shield? You always wanted to be invisible as a kid, yeah. right? It's like an invisible shield against the sun. It's so cool. Like, my white ass, like, I don't know if you guys see us on Instagram. I have red hair and freckles, and I'm very, very Caucasian. She's more pale than I am, which is hard Which to is do. hard. Lindsay's also super pale. <laughs> I go in the sun, and I, I immediately burn like a piece of jerky, mm-hmm. and I get freckles. Eventually, I think they're going to connect, and I'll have a nice tan, and everyone will be That's, like, Joel hmm. tells me all the time that he's tanner than me. I'm like, stop it. Your freckles are touching. That's not That's tan. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? For me, my genetics... I need sunscreen in my life. So that's my, that's what I'm grateful for. And I'm going to look up the history of sunscreen and give that person a, you know, hypothetical high five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what am I grateful for today? Um, honestly, this is really, this is a really simple one, but I'm grateful that I woke up on the right side of the bed this morning. Mm. You know how you just have those days sometimes where it starts off good and then the whole day continues to be good, right? Like I woke up this morning. I am on my period this week, so I was shocked that I wasn't already in a horrible mood. (laughs) But I woke up this morning. I had energy, which also never happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got eight hours of sleep last night. It's a new record for Lindsay. Lindsay, who are you? But yeah, so this morning I woke up and I was just like, it was a good day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need one good day to remind you that every day can be this good if you're just positive upon like your first thoughts in the morning, right? So this morning I woke up. I just sat up in my bed and was drinking some water before I decided to get in the shower. And I just kind of sat there and was smiling. And Joel's like, 
what what's up with you what's wrong with you <laughs> what's wrong with you why are you so happy and I was like I don't know I just have a feeling it's going to be a good day and so I'm really grateful that that was my first thought upon the day and even though like my regular job got really stressful this afternoon you know I was able to be like you know what it's going to be a good day who cares who cares if I'm stressed out right now it's going to be a good day uh it's Wednesday I get to see Juliet today Yay! you know it's uh whatever it is um I was just I was really grateful to wake up in a positive mindset this morning because it's something I've been working on for a long time. And so today I'm grateful I was positive. And that's such a hard thing. There's so many days that I wake up and upon waking, I'm already thinking about going back to bed mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we're so busy. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And then and Dan will be like, good morning. And I'm like, Ugh, I already am tired. And it's 7.30. (laughs) Well, so on Monday of this week, I woke up and that was literally it. I was like, I woke up and I just sat up out of bed and I like put my hands in my head and I was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Like, how am I this tired? What have I done? I mean, I didn't, I did a lot over the weekend, but I didn't like go crazy partying. I didn't like do anything that would like suffice me being this tired. And I went to bed at a decent hour, which also still never really happens for me. (laughs) Nope. But yeah, I just woke up on Monday in this like crap mindset. And it didn't even matter that I wrote down three things I was grateful for. You know, it just, it was crappy. And so when I woke up today and I was like, it's going to be a good day that just lasted. And I'm just, thank God. Thank God. Or, you have to really believe, or thank whoever, right? Thank whoever. Thank the flying spaghetti monster. Who cares? Oh, I love FSM. <laughs> if you don't know what the flying spaghetti monster is, you guys should check it out. Religious or not, it is a great book. It is. It's really And it's very easy to read. It's like a children's book, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely mind over matter. Some days you're just like, want to be mad. Some days I wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm, I want to I'm be just mad angry today. today. <laughs> but then I look back on that day and I'm like, Juliet, this was all you're doing. Yeah. You know? So I think that's a good reminder for us to understand the power we have of our mind on our good and bad days. Yeah. So I was grateful that gratefulness worked today. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you're writing it down. You're like, I'm grateful for, I don't even know. I don't like, even fucking care. My <laughs> shoes are stupid. Like, I mean, like I was, I had such a good day that I like chipped the crap out of my nail and I don't care. Oh, we talked about this. They were supposed to last a lot longer. I mean, listen, I'm really rough on my fingers. I do a lot of things <laughs> with my hands and yeah, my, my manicures never last. Yeah. Just grateful for being grateful. Hey listeners, it's Juliet from Clearly Off Topic. Do you like books? How about free books? How about free books that read themselves to you? Clearly Off Topic has partnered with Audible.com to bring you one free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial. Just go to audibletrial.com slash clearlyofftopic today. All right, so let's get into today's episode, Juliet. Yes. What are we talking about? Okay, so um, we are learning and growing just like all of you mm-hmm. listening and we're looking at all the things that are working in our lives we're like okay so before we start trying to do things that we don't know about let's let's look at some things that we kind of have on on under our belts right yeah we're pretty good at relationships yes we have we have really strong friendships mm-hmm. with a bunch of people we have beautiful loving marriages which is a relationship that we have cultivated from the very beginning mm-hmm. and i think we have really good influences in our lives that have led beautiful relationships that have allowed us to understand what a good loving relationship or strong relationship is mm-hmm. and that relationship can be friendship or romantic or you know any any type of relationship but you have to have kind of these core things and core points that you're very stable on and strong in to be able to cultivate this kind of like beautiful relationship that you want in your life that's supportive that's like 
you know, inspiring and that you physically enjoy and emotionally enjoy. And it's work. Lindsay and I are just like, oh my gosh, we're so lovable we're that we just have the best relationships and our family is perfect us. and our marriages are perfect. No, we are not saying that. By no means is anything perfect. No. I think... I am so committed to thinking that we have these amazing relationships and not all are amazing, but like a lot of them, a lot of them, because we work at it. We make it a huge priority in our lives to make relationships we care about work. Mm -hmm. And some of the things like, oh, everything in marriage is work. It's, it's fucking work, guys. It's literally, it's it's work. So much hard work. So I know like, at least for Dan and I, we try to make each other feel like emotionally stable, Mm -hmm. right? And just, they know what they're going to get. We try not to fly off the deep end on something. So we have a couple of little tips, not even tips, just things that we hold dear to help us with our relationships. And we're going to share them today with you. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple of like really core things that we want to talk about today. And these are important for any type of relationship, Mm -hmm. even like mother, daughter, father, son, like best friend, you know, acquaintance. Um, and work. These, yeah, it's all work. Um, but accountability, safety, honesty, support, cooperation, and trust are basically the core building blocks to build that respect that a loving, beautiful, wonderful, nurturing relationship requires. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to kind of touch on each of those topics and uh, let's start with accountability. All right. Yes, let's do it. It's the A of all of them. It's the A. We're we're doing the A. If you you guys can't see, obviously. I'm like, if you can't see, you can't see. It's a podcast. We're making an A with our arms because why not? Because YMCA. YMCA. Okay. So um, amidst mistakes when wrong. I... I almost do this too much. I don't know if you can do it too much. I just automatically assume it's my fault. Oh, it's, I'm always wrong in my relationship, <laughs> like especially with Joel. Like if he's like, you're actually wrong. If he's going left and I'm like, no, you have to go right. And he's like, actually, no, we need to go left here. Like I'm typically <laughs> wrong in like the dumb things. And I went through this phase of my life where like I fought everything, right? Like I was like, no, I'm right. I'm the only one that's right. I'm the only one who understands this. Blah, blah, blah. Why do you think that you were like that? I mean, I have no idea. What changed it? um, Honestly, me being wrong so many times. (laughs) You're like, wow, I've got to stop. I've got to chill out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, admitting your mistakes and, you know, owning up to when you're wrong. So I think the best thing about this is like, or the best thing to, you know, talk about in this is arguments, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the easiest way to resolve an argument is to look hard at your portion of it. Don't think mm-hmm. that person did me wrong. No, you think, why is that person acting that way? It is in a result of what I have done. Something exactly. I've done has caused them to move forward in such a way. And that is true across the board. I, I don't know a single situation where someone just completely acts out by themselves for actually no reason. Yeah. There's something, even if it was a little, even if you didn't realize that not unloading the dishwasher was going to send them into a frenzy of panic. Like, or, uh, <laughs> hey, Joel, this one's for you. Uh, doing the laundry and then leaving it in the dryer. Oh my so God, Joel. <laughs> Like, so dumb. But yeah, you you have to admit when you're wrong. Um, and part of that is accepting responsibility for your own behavior and mm-hmm. attitude towards that situation, right? Yes. So, I mean, obviously, if I sit there and yell at Joel about how he's not doing something the way I want him to do it, he's not going to react in the way that I want him to, right? So it's a personal attack. When you're yelling at them about a way that you would do something differently than the way they did it, mm-hmm. you're personally attacking the way that they're doing things. And that's not the way to go about it. Exactly. So yeah, being accountable with yourself is important to be accountable to that other person. Mm-hmm. So being able to look at yourself and know like, Hey, I was wrong. 
Um, I'm really sorry. And like saying that to the other person, like, Hey, I'm wrong. You're right. You know, how, how should we do this, you know, in the future or how can we do this better next time? Mm -hmm. Like that, that is what accountability is in a relationship, right? Coming up with a plan. Yeah. We did this wrong. You did this wrong. I did this wrong. Let's both admit to our wrongs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't agree. Sometimes it does take a minute. Yes. Like you have to admit it. Like if, if Dan tells me you did this wrong, I'll be like, no, I didn't. didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You have to just take a hard, honest look and be like, Ooh, yes, I did this wrong. Or no, I did not do this wrong. I'm in the right. And then half the time, if you talk about it, they will see that as well. Exactly. And then like shout out to one of our previous episodes on positive intent. Mm -hmm. A lot of positive intent comes with relationships, right? So like in accountability, you have to throw positive intent in there. If all your, the time. if your friend or mom or dad or partner or whoever is like, Hey, you did this wrong. And then X, Y, Z explains what you did wrong or how you could do it better the next time. You cannot see that as an attack and you have to then, you know, like own up to your mistake or say, okay, you're right. You know, I'd rather do it this way next time. Do you think that that would work? And if exactly what they're saying isn't exactly what you want, like, discuss it, talk mm-hmm. about it, but don't assume that just because you're doing something incorrectly in their eyes that they're attacking you about it. Right. Yes. It's positive intent is one of the key through all of this is through all of it is like, assume that your partner, that your friend, that your parents, that your loved one has your best interests in mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go on to tr- trust, which is kind of the same thing we just talked about, right? Giving the benefit of the doubt, talking about positive intent, you're trusting that they're making the best decision. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of hard if you don't agree with maybe the decision-making process that they have. Yeah. Um, but I think trust can also go into other ways, right? So like, let's step away from like a loving, like, um, you know, partnership or intimate relationship and talk about a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to trust that you're, if you're telling your friend a secret that they're not going to go turn around yeah. and tell it to, you know, Everyone, everyone, anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to build that trust in people and people have to build that trust in you. So make sure that, you know, if you're having a private conversation with somebody that you're aware that this is a private conversation and make it you, known, make it known, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you have to accept each other for who you are in order to trust that person. I love that you're bringing up, um, cause people are like, my trust is broken. My trust is broken. The secret thing with friends, right? That mm-hmm. happens countless times, especially yeah. with women. Mm-hmm. It's like, it happens on accident. All the time. It happens on purpose. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. So if you're coming to a friend in confidence mm-hmm. and saying something, even if you think it's completely obvious, tell them this is just between you and me, set the parameters that the trust has now been established. Exactly. And if they break it, then it was, you know, it was something they knew they were breaking. Uh-huh. It wasn't like, oh my God, I had no idea I wasn't supposed to tell so-and-so about a miscarriage or whatever uh-huh. it is, right? Exactly. You must make sure that your intentions in telling your friend are well known. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that a lot of trust goes into making sure that you're being honest with what you want to get out of this conversation yes. or this situation. And then going into it, I mean... Trust is definitely something that has to be there and has to be grown over time, right? Like you and I have grown our trust over time. Over 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And in the very beginning of our relationship, I wouldn't tell you the same things. Like I tell you everything now. Yeah. But you know, it's changed. And as your relationship builds, your trust levels change. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's an intimate romantic relationship and somebody cheats, then, you know, that trust is broken for a while, but you have to get down to the nitty gritty of why that trust was broken, right? 
because there's a million different reasons why people do things. And if you can't get into their head mm-hmm. and you're reacting like boastfully about something and you're just like in their face, yelling at them, screaming at them, doing something, you're never going to get the good, honest reaction that you need out of them to either break this relationship off and end it because the trust is no longer there or start working on how to build that trust back up. Right. Actually, absolutely. You have to be honest with yourself. Again, it comes back to the honesty of the self. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really know who you are, what you want and what you need. And sometimes it's not just one conversation. Sometimes this is over months and months of Mm -hmm. you guys going back and forth and talking about it and just being open. But to be open with somebody, you have to have that trust. And you also have to be open to them. Being open is not a one-way street. Exactly. You can't be open to someone who's closed. Yeah, that's true. You just can't. Um, The next one I love, cooperation, asking, not expecting. Yes. And again, it's like a communication thing. You know, you can't say like, can you do the, like, I've done this. I am so guilty of this where I'm like, Dan, can you do the dishes? And I'm asking, but I'm actually expecting. Yeah. Or I'm telling, right? And so many people do this. I do it. I still do it. And I I do it all the time. Uh, But it's big. So we're working on this one. Yeah. I'm actually working on this a lot. I asked Joel to hang a plant for me, like probably six times. And at some point I was like, are you ever going to hang this plant? And he's like, well, (laughs) now I'm not. (laughs) And I ended up hanging the damn plant. But the point was, is that, yeah, I was expecting him to do it because like. Because you asked. Yeah. Because I asked. But, you know, I didn't really go into thinking about how he has been busy all week, too. And just because he works at home doesn't mean he's there to do all of my chores for me. Yes. You know, but um, this also goes back to, like, cooperation. You have to be willing to work with each other, right? Mm-hmm. You're a team. You're a team. Friend. Not just not just loving relationships, husband, wife, partners. Uh, friendships. friendships. Yeah. Mother-daughter relationships. Yeah. Like, my mom is on my team, right? Yes. And knowing that they're on your team. Yes. When you're having conversations with them, knowing... It's again positive intent. They're on your team. They're trying to work with you. Exactly. Don't assume they want that the best you. for you. Mm-hmm. And um, don't take yeah. it personally. Asking, not expecting, is a huge one. Yeah. Um, I love it when Dan. So like, Dan will work more hours than me during the day and whatnot, and my schedules are more flexible. So if I'm doing something like, he'll say, "Oh, you did the dishes. Thanks." I'm like, "Oh, of course." And yeah. I'll say, "Of course," all the time. Like, "Oh, I did this. Of course, of course." He's like, "No, not of course. Like, thank you. You don't have to do this." Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. So if you're on the, at the other side, yeah. just really showing your appreciation verbally, mm-hmm. physically, however you express your love languages. Um, <laughs> that is so, I appreciate that so much. And yeah. I didn't realize I appreciated it until I started doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, other big ones that go along with cooperation, this is a big one, is willing to compromise and accepting mm-hmm. change. Yes. Those are some really big points in cooperation. Um, you have to be willing to compromise, just like we were talking earlier about accountability, right? Like You have to be willing to compromise. Yes. Just because you think this one way doesn't mean that everybody else thinks that way. And it also doesn't mean that that's the only right answer. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I struggle with a lot. Is like, I am a like my way or the highway type of person. Like, this is how no. we're doing it. <laughs> like, I get mad when Joel folds my t shirts wrong, but like, really in reality, I should be like, thank you for folding my t shirts. Now I will refold them. How do you fold them? Now I'm just curious. I mean, just Marie Kondo stuff. I was gonna say, yeah. is it the Marie Kondo? F- I can't even do that. Let's yeah. glad I don't fold your t shirts. Yeah, don't fold my t shirts. I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and. Uh, willingness to compromise. So like, listen, he just did all the, he just did all the laundry. Like I can be, I'm willing to take it out of the dryer, I guess, so that it doesn't get wrinkly and fold all the clothes. Right. Um, and accepting change. You are a constantly changing being. I mean, I've known you for 10 years, Juliet. We've changed so much in yeah. those 10 years. We've kind of grown together, which has been beautiful, but 
change is inevitable. Like yeah. people who people who get married, you are constantly changing. Every yeah. single event that your marriage goes through or that you guys go through as a couple, um, every event that you and your friends go through, your best friends, like me and my two of my best friends went to Tulum this year and we kind of right. got into a little argument at the end of it. But, you know, we had to accept that things change and that emotions change and that, you know, we just have to work on this a little bit and everything's fine. Love them. No, nobody is like, you know, no harm, no foul, but it's not negative. It's not negative. Change does not equate to negativity. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, everybody's changing constantly, especially like in a romantic relationship. If you're married young, like I can't even imagine being married to Joel in the first eight years that we (laughs) actually like loved each other and lived together because there was so much that changed in each of our lives individually Mm -hmm. that there's no way that, you know, we couldn't accept change. We had to just accept that things were always going to be changing, right? Jobs change, uh, money situations change, uh, friendships change. And the fact that like, sometimes your friends just like move far away. Like, or you move or you move. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, honestly, I've experienced this one where like two of your best friends break up Yeah, and then you have to like go through this whole changing process of like, okay, well I'm having a party. Do I invite both of them? Do I invite one of them? Like, can they both come to the wedding? Can they both come to this? Or are we going on a group vacation together this year? And like things are going to change. So yeah, if you accept that change and, you know, work through it, it, it's really going to help be, you know, that other person that you're in a relationship with, no matter who it is. Try and make your pros list before your cons list. When there comes a change, sit down and really try and think of the pros first. Mm -hmm. Then think of the cons. Cons are easy. It is easy to come up with cons for like literally anything, but really focus on the, on the pros for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, support each other's choices. So support in general. Yeah. But but I like to support each other's choices. I do too. Um, I support your choices, Juliet. I support your choices, Lindsay. Um, (laughs) But but I think it's important because even if you're like, oh, I don't, I would not do that thing, it does not make it wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Going back to the my way or the highway thing. Like, just because I don't do it that way, it doesn't mean that that's, you know, not the right way to do it. And I'm really bad about this, especially like with my mom or with Mm -hmm. people who I, who I, direct feel like I directly affect or Mm -hmm. directly affect my life I'm like great you do that thing like that and then I have to do this stuff and now and I just get all wound up in this tight little ball and (laughs) and Dan's like just because you do it that way doesn't make it right and I'm like are you kidding me you're telling me I'm not right do you know how efficient at everything I am and he's like you're really not I'm like yeah but he is so right he's so right all right um yeah um I think also that comes with support is valuing each other's opinions, right? Yes. This is a really big one for Joel and I. Like we very much, and like us too, Juliet, as friends and like my parental relationships, I value their opinion so much. I might not always take their opinion as like the do all end all, Mm -hmm. but when somebody gives me their opinion about something or I ask my opinion to a close friend or someone I'm close with. I really do value what they're telling me. And I am coming to you because I really want to know what you think about this. I don't care what my thoughts are and are anymore. I just want to know outside perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I work on a lot in my own life is like, okay, well, how are you viewing this thing that I'm doing? Yeah. Like, I think it's great, but what do you think about it? Yeah. And you're not like, you're not asking because you're worried about what they think. It's more like getting their perspective. Like I spent all day today, I don't know why I did this to myself, <laughs> listening to um, really like right-wing conservative radio. <laughs> why did you do this? Why did I do this? Because I just wanted to know what other people were thinking. Yeah. Not even to, to 
be like, am I thinking the right thing? It wasn't like a judgment on myself. I just kind of wanted to know how their minds work and why they believe what they believe. Yeah. I ended up getting really mad and turned it off. But uh, I did uh, listen for like a couple, a couple solid hours to the point where I just couldn't anymore. But yeah, the only thing I have to do is like walk into my father's office <laughs> and then like all of the horrible news is on. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, these people are just the worst. Um, but there's but, value in that. But there is value in yeah. that. And you have to like... Just like when we did our abortion episode and you talked to that girl mm-hmm. who had a completely differing opinion. <laughs> I'm glad of, I did. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it, that turned into something for us where we were able to share with people that you have to base your opinions and your ideas off of facts. And you can't just take one thing and mm-hmm. turn it, like snowball it into this other thing. Right. And so valuing each other's opinions is really important. Um, what also comes with support is being understanding and listening non-judgmentally. That, which is hard. And everyone has judgments. I judge everything. Everything. What is it called? Non-biased. There's like a test you can do. Oh, yeah. About like race and stuff. Uh, a lot of companies do it. And I'm just I'm blanking on the word for it now. But everyone has like these biases that you don't realize that you are acting on, that mm-hmm. you're implementing into your verbiage, all this kind of stuff. So it's very important to be like actively trying not to judge actively not to be actively. like i'm listening to that judgment actively being like nope that's judgment stop yeah nope that's judgment <laughs> yeah because i think it's natural as a yeah. human being you're going to judge others right and i don't think the judgment necessarily always has to be a negative term yeah i, I think, think it so. turns into a negative term really fast but judgment's important you have to like you know be the judge of your own life basically mm-hmm. and but you have to when you're listening to people and you're trying to gather their opinion or their perspective, you have to listen and not judge them because this is what they think. Mm -hmm. And I think as Americans, we're really bad at that. Yeah. I think when you have power, you feel as if your judgment means more, Mm -hmm. like your opinion matters more if you have more power. And yes, that you you can push the cogs of life if you have more power further than some other people, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't validate your opinion over someone else's. Exactly. But it's a really hazy once you get there. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. So definitely listening judgment free. And like we've said in everything else that goes for every relationship, you know, if you have a kid and you're trying to get something out of them, like you're trying to understand why they had a temper tantrum that day Mm -hmm. or whatever, you have to look at them and listen to them without judgment. Like I remember when I was a teenager, my father was so judgmental. <laughs> like, he still you know, is. <laughs> he still is. But that's dad. Yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest kid. He's learning with me. Oh, good. <laughs> and I and I push it yeah. hard. Um, but yeah, y- you have to listen to what somebody's going through without judging them for what they're going through. Right? Approaching everything with love. Yeah. Like when I am super mad at someone who I care about, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm mad or I'm disagreeing and I'm just like, oh, why would they do that? And I'm getting upset. I think, wait a second, I really care about this person. How am I going to approach my like, my anger or what I need to tell them with love first? Yeah. I know that sounds really hippy-dippy, but it's true. Like, if you care about someone, approach with love and care first. Yes. Give the judgment whatever you need to work through, but just remember you like them. Yeah. Remember you love them. Remember mm-hmm. why you're even talking to them. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't be talking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't say hateful things. Like, right. just... Skip support. it. Just support each other. Support. Even if you're mad, even just you're skip mad. the hatefulness. Yeah, it's true. It's you really will hard. get so much further. So much further. You will get what you want in the end if you approach it without it's probably true. name yeah. calling, without uh, putting them down. And it's so hard. Like, why? Like, one of the biggest statements why would you ever do that? Why oh, would you oh, ever this think is, that? This is said all the time in my <laughs> all house. All the time. All the time. But if you approach it with, 
I don't, oh, making more, um, I statements, personal statements, personal statements. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't understand this because I do it this way, but could you please explain why you do Dude. this so I can understand just way more and not like I am right, but just please let's show let's me, let's figure this out. Please show me why this is, this is that. And it gives them a, a platform to really explain themselves anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is another big one. Honesty. Communicating openly and truthfully. Yeah. This is hard. Yeah. This is hard. I can't even think about what to say about honesty because just like approaching everything with love, you have to be honest with your friends and your partner and your loved ones so that they know when you're coming at them with something confrontationally or you need support in something or, you know, you need them to help you with something that you're communicating, honestly, your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions, you know, you're stating, this is how I feel. You're stating, this is what I want. You're mm-hmm. stating, this is what I need. Because if you can't be honest in a relationship, you're probably not being honest with yourself about what you want or need or feel right. Yeah. And if you're not quite at the point where you can be honest with somebody, mm-hmm. whoever that person is, um, you know, don't force it. Really yeah. try and be honest with yourself first. If you're not comfortable, don't push it because you're going to push yourself into dishonesty. Yeah, it's true. And once you start that, it's hard to stop it. Mm-hmm. And it feels more comfortable and it becomes a habit. And it's it's really, it's a difficult habit to break because dishonesty, you can paint whatever picture you want. Yeah. And when you're honest, sometimes it doesn't look so pretty. Yeah. But you're now you're judging yourself. Exactly. Right? But it feels so good to be honest. So if you're on the verge of like... I just can't be honest. It does feel better when you're on the other side of it. Yeah. And yeah, you need, you need to just communicate with honesty. Mm-hmm. Honesty is such a big one. And it's been a huge part of me building any relationship, right? If something is bothering you in a close friendship and you don't talk about it with that person, mm-hmm. it's going to just continue to bubble up and the, like the wound is going to fester and yep. it's going to get infected. And then all of a sudden you've got a way bigger issue on your hands where if you would have just been honest in the beginning with like, Hey, that thing you said really upset me. And this is why then you can work through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have, just like we've said in the beginning, you have to work through your relationships. Relationships are not easy. It's not like that picturesque thing that like the wonder years painted for us back in the nineties. <laughs> it's, wonder years. yeah, you, you have to work at these things, right? You have to be constantly, you know, not really calling each other out, but I can't think of another word to use to like get that same idea, but you have to be constantly keeping each other accountable, being honest with each other and telling each other what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're feeling about it. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes honesty is the best medicine for a bad situation, right? I would all, I always in, in most of my relationships work everything. I try to over communicate. I would much, much, much rather mm-hmm. someone get five emails from me explaining the same thing or me telling someone the same thing five times than them not knowing what I mean or need mm-hmm. and then just making, making a decision or an action without all the information. So for me, communication is key. Over communication is so much better than under communication. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, yes, you told me that it bothers you when I leave the fork on the counter, like whatever yeah. it is. I know you've told me five times I'm working on it, right? Mm -hmm. That's different than me never saying it five times later, having a meltdown because of a single thing that is just as simple as like leaving a fork out on the counter or something like that. Over communicate. Even if it feels stupid, the more you practice that, the better Mm -hmm. it is. With work, so many deadlines are not missed. Like, oh, they've got it. They know that the script is due, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. 
No, over-communicate. Be like, hey, did you have that script? I'm just checking if you got the script ready or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I just had a situation um, at one of my other jobs. The person did not realize that a video was due when it was due. And then we had this whole thing. And if someone would have just said, because she didn't reply to an email, had just said, hey, just checking making sure in, you got this. making yeah. sure you got that email, just being a little more over-communicative, this would have been totally avoided. She would have right. felt okay. Everyone would have been cool. Instead, there was like a little a little big issue and it's fine now, but it just could have been avoided with slight more communication. This happens with me and uh, at work all the time, right? I am an over communicator, but that didn't, that came from me under communicating for so Mm -hmm. many years. And you know, when somebody would walk into my office being like, Hey, I need you to do this, 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 and that instead of me being like, okay, I have five more things to do and then I'll be able to get to that. Is that okay? I would just like freak out and I would stress myself out over all Mm -hmm. of these little tiny things that I also had to do and blah, 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 blah. Instead of just going to that person and being like, Hey, I'm really busy today. Do you mind if I get that to you tomorrow? Or saying like, okay, I can't work on it right now, but I can work on it next week. Or like being honest with your time commitments. Yes. You just, you have to communicate openly and honestly with people who you're surrounded with. So they understand where you're at. Like when I'm having a bad day and my dad walks in my office and starts like ranting and raving about something dumb, sometimes I have to just like take a deep breath and be like, hey, dad, I really want to listen to you right now, but I'm having a really tough day and I really just need like an hour to get through some of this stuff. He's always like, oh, yeah, no problem. Come up to my office later. Where nine years ago, that would have been a giant blow up of me being like, I don't have time to listen to you, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) You know, but that's because earlier in the day, I didn't communicate like, Hey, this is going to be a tough day for me. I'm going to close my office door or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, same thing with the deadline thing, like, okay, you need this by Friday, but I have six other projects. Is this more important than those six other projects? Yes. You need me to work on it first or is, and at first my dad, AKA my boss used to get annoyed at this, but now he like understands like, Oh, okay. Lindsay's just trying to manage her schedule. Yeah. And, and when you start doing it, people will realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Even at first, if they don't, mm-hmm. or at first they're like, Oh, I guess Lindsay doesn't have time for me. They might have that initial reaction. That's on them to change it. That's on them. Yeah. But once you've done it enough and they realize, Oh, she did get to it. She got to it and she said she was going to get to it. Mm-hmm. And now we have this really beautiful work relationship. Yeah. And now I understand that With next trust. time she says, exactly. <laughs> And accountability. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's um, like it's a circle. It's like it's a circle of <laughs> they, respect. They all feed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the last one in our little circle before we get to respect is safety. So yeah. refusing to intimidate or manipulate, yeah. respecting physical space, and expressing yourself non-violently. Yeah, so I feel like um, not in trying to intimidate people can be a lot of different things, right? Yeah. The way that you hold yourself, the way you look at people, the body language you use. If someone is feeling insecure, and if you're not empathic, that's okay. Yeah. Usually I can tell because I'm super empathic. Lindsay is too. (laughs) But if you're not, and you know you have a problem with that, you know you have a problem with that, always approach it in like the lightest way. Like don't Mm -hmm. stand with your arms crossed. Don't look down on people. Don't use words that are... Demeaning. Demeaning. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you owe me a soda even though I don't drink soda. I was like, you don't drink soda. <laughs> I don't even have soda. I don't even have house. soda. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, you can really intimidate a person by, okay, going back to the laundry example. Mm-hmm. I can look at Joel and be like, why would you do that? What are you doing with your life? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> or I can be like, hey, you know what I really can't stand that like really bothers me is when you halfway do a chore. 
Because that is yeah. that is what bothers me. That's the only thing that bothers me about Joel. He will halfway do chores. <laughs> I'm just like, can you just do the whole chore? I don't care that you got five chores half done. I'd rather you get two chores all the way done. <laughs> and then you probably explain, like, all the way done means out yes. of the dryer or out of the lunch. Yeah, and if it's not folded, fine. I can deal with that. But, yeah, I... And manipulating people to get what you want is never a way to make the other pe- person feel safe. No, and it's never going to get you the results you want. No. Yeah. Ever. No. You can manipulate. I mean, there are people that are master manipulators, right? And there are people who are easy to manipulate, but it always eventually comes out that that person is being manipulative or is being manipulated. Yes. Like, it is very rare that you make it through your entire life or an entire relationship without being like, I feel manipulated. Mm -hmm. Like, this person's making all of my decisions for me. This person is forcing me to live a certain way, to dress a certain way, to be a certain way. Yes. And this is something that me and my dad had a really hard time with, was he would just intimidate me to the point that I would do whatever he wanted. Because you just want to deal with it. Yeah, because I'm just like, (laughs) fucking fine, whatever. And, like, we've now cultivated our relationship so he knows exactly who I am and understands who I am. Yeah. And his intimidation was based out of fear on his own part. Mm-hmm. And he's working on that. Yeah. And But it wasn't until I sat down and was like, you've intimidated me my whole life to act a certain way. And I don't feel like that's in my nature to act that way. And when I sat down and approached him like that and said, look, this is how it's affected my life. And... Honestly, the conversation was my therapist says. But <laughs> well, sometimes you need that third party, right? Because you can't send it for yourself, or even you could, but you're not articulating what you need. Exactly. You need a third party, and both of us are very pro therapy. If you need therapy, get therapy. There yeah. are ways to do I, this. I started out. I had no money. I used BetterHelp.com. I wish I had a coupon code for you guys, but I don't. <laughs> maybe we'll reach out to them and get one. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. But it's really important to worry about your mental health, and mm-hmm. um, you know if safety is not something that you're feeling in your relationship, whether you feel like you're not making someone else feel safe or you don't feel safe, sometimes having a third party involved to discuss and talk about, you know, why you don't feel safe or why you feel like you're manipulating this person or why you feel whatever is, it, it just helps you process through all that stuff. So if you feel like you're being manipulated or you feel like you intimidate people with the way you come at them or, you know, get a third party to come in and just talk to you about it. Not a friend, not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend, yes. not a mom, not a dad, nobody who has any relationship to you at all and sit down with them and be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I think I'm feeling that way. And they can help you to break it down and figure out what, what's really going on. Yeah. Right? And Lindsay, that was a great tip. Um, therapy costs a lot of money. It's not covered by insurance sometimes. A lot of insurance does cover it, so look into your plan. But if you don't have insurance, uh, that website again was what? Uh, BetterHelp.com. And there's a bunch of them. If you search online therapy, like this was seven years ago (laughs) so (laughs) that I did that. I now have a regular therapist that I see, you know, once a month or so. I don't really go in too often anymore because it's pricey. But, um, yeah. Also, you're warning. Like once... Therapy can be forever for some people, or if you really are working and can implement it, they give you a tip and trick, and you're like, yes, and you implement it, and now you have that under your belt. Yeah, I think that therapy has given me tools to, you know, sort through my own emotions and figure out what's legitimate and what's just emotion-based, and figure out what the real problems are. And I would have never had that had I not gone to a therapist. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can sit down and talk with your mom forever, but if your mom's married to your boss, she's always going to have the same <laughs> opinion as your boss, you know? Um, <laughs> Such a tricky but, situation. Um, expressing yourself nonviolently is a huge part of that. Um, this is a big one that I think we can talk about a lot, Juliet, and that's respecting physical space. I mean, oh, yeah. we've lived together 
ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've both lived on our own. We've both lived with partners. We both lived with parents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes respecting the space of the people around you is super important, right? And it's hard, especially when you have familiarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd like, okay, perfect example. Um, My bedroom has a very small master bathroom that's connected to it. And the way that our bedroom is set up is our bed is like up against the wall and our heads are up against the wall, like a typical, you know, headboard situation. Mm -hmm. And my side of the bed is right next to the bathroom door, which is right next to the toilet. And I get so so mad at Joel (laughs) when he pees and doesn't close the closet door. I'm like, there is less than four feet between your pee hitting the water and my head, where my head goes on my pillow. That's a very legitimate thing to ask for. Yes. Um, But, you know, that's a silly physical space thing that Joel and I go through all the time. Um, And, you know, respecting your physical space doesn't necessarily mean... Um, you know, closing the door when you pee, it could be like, hey, I need 30 minutes to myself and going into a different room or being like, hey, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go on a walk by myself or respecting that that other person has work to do. Joel and I have a problem with this because he works out of the house. So I get home and I'm constantly like, hey, what are you doing? I haven't seen you all day. (laughs) I haven't seen you all day. Let's hang out. And he's like, hey, I have like three hours left of work to do. I really have to do this. And then I'll walk in like an hour later and be like, are you done yet? What are you doing? Come on. That is so true. Hang out with me. (laughs) Yeah, because you miss them. And if they're right there, Mm -hmm. what could they possibly be doing except for hanging out with you? Yeah. And I think this goes for arguments too, right? Like if you're in an argument with anybody. How do you argue? Yeah. Everyone argues differently. Everybody's argues differently. And some people really just need time to think through stuff. Like, um, me and a friend are very, very, very similar. Um, my friend Caitlin, we are so similar. And sometimes we'll get in like stupid little tiffs that honestly mean nothing, but we get, we're cancers. We get heated about everything and emotional. (laughs) Um, but you know, we'll have these little tiffs and sometimes just giving each other personal space and not talking for a few days really makes us realize how dumb that stupid thing we were arguing about was. Um, so yeah, respecting that personal state, the personal space will basically breed safety in that relationship because I, I don't know. Okay. This is, this is really interesting. So can personal space also be not communicating for a few days? Absolutely. I, I 100% think that. And I think that that goes back to with your friends, your parents, with your relationships, you need to know how the other person argues. Yeah. There's not one way to argue. Yeah. Like my way of arguing and coming to a resolution is totally different than Dan's way. It's totally different mm-hmm. than your way or mm-hmm. Joel's way or Lucy's way. Lucy's yeah, our dog. Lucy's right here. You <laughs> can't put her down because her nails are too long and you'll hear her going click, 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 click all over the floor. Um, but yeah, and, and it's so hard to give that person that space. Like if I'm in an argument, I am going to sit down and we're going to hash it out. Because We're going to figure it out because if I go to bed mad, I'm going to be mad tomorrow. I'm going to be mad tomorrow and I can't sleep. And then it's just going to be like this horrible thing. And I'm going to, it's going to continue to blow into a huge back cloud. And mm-hmm. then for some people, they need space, right? And so they I have to not s- think about it for a little think while. think about it. They need to let it sit. And I'm not that person. So when I'm arguing with somebody who is that person, it takes a lot for me to be like, the only way you're going to get what you want is to realize they're not taking space because they're avoiding it. They're taking space because they need space to come to a better resolution mm-hmm. and because they need space. And yeah. uh, and that's definitely a respecting a personal space. So I was looking at it as more of a new relationship way. Mm. So I have a friend who is trying to date right now. And he will get so upset when a girl does not text him back right away. Come on, and it's texting. Like, Call her if you want an immediate ex- answer. Or, like, just leave her alone for a couple <laughs> days. Like, let her live, like, especially, okay, so he's on Tinder, right? So these are, like, Tinder dates. Okay. So it's not, like, real life. This is, 
But I noticed that my sister and her friends are in constant, constant communication, right? Really? Huh. Kelly, yeah. And she is, she's first of all, very mature for a 21-year-old. I don't know where she came from or how she's only 21. <laughs> she's she's a very old soul. <laughs> yeah. But she will, like, if her and her friends are in an argument, she will just put her phone down and walk away. That's and so good. And her and her friends have now built this, like, beautiful relationship where they know that like if somebody's not talking about something it's because they need to not talk about it or because they just need time like people are fucking busy and i think like part of your safety net is that there are people there when you need them which Mm -hmm. is great but i also think part of a safety net is knowing that that's there but that you can handle these things on your own. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And you kind of have to know the person for that because some people won't need you, but won't reach out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's tricky and it takes work to figure out what your friends need. Yeah, exactly. And remembering it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, that's a, that's a really interesting one to me because respecting physical space or like digital space for that matter, you know, that's like now space, cause that's now space <laughs> that we have to worry about. We have to worry about the digital space too. So yeah, I, I thought that one was really interesting. And I just kind of wanted to bring up like, even in cultivating new relationships, you have to give these people time and space. Yeah. Because when you're talking with somebody or you're texting with somebody or you're right next to somebody, you're holding space for them and they're holding space for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just don't have the capacity to do that in that moment, right? Yeah. And so respecting each other's time, respecting each other's everything. Just all of this together creates respect. And I think that that's something when I see myself getting mad, at str- especially with strangers or new relationships, because mm-hmm. I don't respect them yet. Yeah. Like all this kind of comes naturally after you generate respect for people. It all exactly. comes, all this creates respect, but also this all is easier implemented when you have respect. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a double-edged thing that you have to, you have to really try to yeah. bring forward. And you, you have to respect your friendships, your relationships. You have to respect those people in order to have a strong relationship, mm-hmm. to, to feel like they are part of your backbone, to feel like they have you in any moment of need or, you know, in a, a dumb emotional moment where you feel like you need them. Yeah. That respect is what great relationships are built on. Like, I respect you so much, Juliet. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. And I respect you, like, the most. The most. <laughs> Lucy, I also respect you. Do Lucy respects no one. Lucy respects no one. She has no relationships. She's just like the neighborhood bitch. She kind of she, she kind of is. Because <laughs> he walks down the street, she's like, "Are you looking at me?" And I'm like, "Oh no, no, I'm not. Don't no, worry. Not. You nope, just, you not just me. live with me. I'm, I exist for your every need." <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I think this all just like we said, kind of mumbles down to the core point for building a strong relationship is respect. Yep. R e s p e c t. Find out what I miss on me. Okay. <laughs> folks, <laughs> folks, this is what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so make sure to respect the people around you. Make sure to respect your work colleagues, your yep. best friends, your new friends, mm-hmm. your husband, your wife, your lover, whatever. Strangers on the street, like realize they're people and that they deserve respect too, even if they're being a-holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, you guys. We um, talked about it. We talked about <laughs> we it. We talked it. We talked about it. We talked about all of it. Um, and just a couple of, like, sponsorship things yeah, we want to mention. Um, guys, we have so many sponsors. We have so like, many sponsors now. Pockets oh are so full. Um, so the first one, obviously, is redbearroastery.com. Uh, visit Red Bear Roastery for the wildest, wildly fresh coffee beans that they offer to the L.A. and Orange County area. Obviously, if you're not in L.A. or Orange County, you can also get these via USPS. Uh, that little post mail, drop them right off in your box. 
Um, but yeah, it's micro roasted coffee beans delivered to your door for a really great price. And yeah. honestly, like he's getting better and better. I don't know how he keeps getting better. Practice. But yeah. <laughs> some of the coffees that he has right now are insane. Um, and he just told me that we got, or he got approved for his cottage license, which means <gasps> That's so exciting. that he is going to be able to start selling cold brew on the website and shipping it everywhere. So he got yes. all his labeling done. Everything's good to go. So look out for that. Use code clearly off topic for 10 percent off and then we also have deborah lindquist mm-hmm. you can get 15 percent off by cot15 i believe yes C-O-T-15. Um, on any of her online orders and hers her clothes are sustainable fashion mm-hmm. they're upcycled they are one-of-a-kind pieces that are truly works of art so check out deborahlindquist.com mm-hmm. uh, all this will be in the show notes yes. and i think that's it you guys that's thanks it. for being here uh, make sure to leave us a review rate the podcast if you like us share us with a friend yeah um and yeah instagram Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Clearly off topic. Keep listening. We love you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> Bye, guys.